Lord, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you already for worship. Thank you for this time to come to you and seek you out, God. Lord, we thank you for bringing us here. Lord, I, I believe every person that is here today is by your appointment. It's not by chance, God, but it's your doing so that you can speak to us a special word. And that's what I pray for, that you give us a word through your Holy Spirit, a special one for each one of us here this morning. God, thank you that your mercies are new every morning, that your compassions fail not. And as we come before you, Lord, we ask that you cleanse us and forgive us and bring us to your feet, Lord, that we may hear your very voice through your word, God. So bless this time, anoint it with your Holy Spirit, and we ask this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, <clears throat> amen. Hey, um, Pastor Tommy's wife, Joanna, was sharing with us on this trip we took in. One time she was sharing with Kristen and I about this American military guy who went to a local Okinawan shop to get his hands tattooed. Now, there in Okinawa, there's a, a big base, Kadena base, and a lot of military guys there on the island. It's a, it's a major base for, for us, the U.S. But, so there was this American military guy, and he went and got his hands tattooed. And he returned from that place proudly showing the Japanese writing that was tattooed on his hands. And he showed his left hand and had a tattoo, and he said, this means strength. And he showed his right hand, and he says, this means power. And then he said, strength and power. Well, the local girl hearing this uh, tried hard not to giggle under her breath because she wanted she didn't want him to be embarrassed here. See, the characters actually did not mean what he thought the tattoo artist had told him. It did not mean strength and power. It actually meant left hand and right hand. <laughs> we were cracking up at that. <clears throat> well, you cannot always trust yeah, what maybe a foreign tattoo artist is telling you. So there's a tip if you go to Okinawa. But let me tell you, you can totally trust God to do what he promised. The first verse of a hymn by Brian Austin Reese says this, Have faith in God, my heart. Trust and be unafraid. God will fulfill in every part each promise he has made. Well, today as we take a break from 1 Peter, we're going to be looking at Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. And, and, you know, I was sharing this with the Bible college students there in Okinawa. And, and maybe, you're, you, we all know this verse, yeah? Maybe this is your life verse. Maybe you have another life verse. Maybe it's Romans eight twenty eight or Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, Or maybe you don't have one of those verses that you hold on to, a promise from God through your whole life. It gets you through everything. Well, whether this is your life verse or maybe it's new to you or you heard this before, I believe today God wants to speak to you through this verse. So today, the title of the message is Trust God, Not Yourself. Trust God, Not Yourself. And we're going to be seeing four things here, and this is our outline as well as our points. We're going to see four things. Number one, be dependent. Number two, be discerning. Number three, be determined. And number four, be directed. So those are the four things we're going to be seeing here. And I'll give them to you as we go uh, through this study. So 
Let's begin with number one. Be dependent. Be dependent. Now, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. We're going to only look at the first part here. Let's look at this together. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. We'll stop right there. Now, we begin with this word trust. That means to put confidence in. It means to rely upon. You know what I was thinking? We, we put trust in our, the chair, right? The chair that you're sitting in. You came in. You didn't probably have any second thoughts that, will this chair really hold me up when I sit there? I don't know, you know. <clears throat> I know these chairs look a little different. They've been moved around. I don't know. Is this the same chair I always sit in? But we don't think about that. We come in. We just sit in that chair. We're confident that when we sit in that, it's going to hold us up. We're, we rely on that chair that when we sit in it, we're not going to fall to the ground. We put our full weight on that chair. So think about that now. That's what trust is. We put our full weight on it. That's what trust means here. We, we fully rely upon what we trust in. And, and, and who do we fully rely upon? Well, it says here, trust in what? The Lord. The Lord. Now, we remember when we were going through Psalm 23, we went through this, but I'll give you a little bit of this. The word Lord here, and whenever you see it in your Bible, like all capital letters, as, as I do in, in the ESV here, it is saying that the original Hebrew word here is Yahweh. That's the word. The Lord. We're talking about the Lord God. We're talking about Yahweh. We've heard that word before, right? And that means the Lord God. He is Jehovah. Jehovah is the Latin word for Yahweh. He is Jehovah God. He is, it speaks about, he's the Holy One. And I, th- I like that because it tells us that Yahweh, the Lord, cannot do any wrong because he's holy. He's perfect. He cannot do any wrong to us. He does not do any evil or sin against us because he's holy. Yahweh is the great I Am of Exodus chapter 3, 14 through 15. Verse 15, the Lord told Moses in that burning bush, he said, look, I am Yahweh. He, this is the great I am. He is the self-sufficient one. He, he's the self-existent one. He's the eternal God. This is the Lord God we're talking about when we say the Lord, when we say Yahweh. And we understand with that that he's what the powerful one, right? Think about in, in the Old Testament how God parted the Red Sea. Think about how God sustained the, wilder, the Israel, Israel, Israelites as they went through the wilderness. Yeah? He provided manna daily. He was there when, when he brought down the walls of Jericho. This is Yahweh. This is the one. This is the Lord. So think about that now when the writer here says, trust in Yahweh. Trust in the Lord. This is the Lord that you are to put your full dependence on, that you are to rely upon, that you put your full weight upon. Isn't that great to know? When we expand it, when we study what the Word says, that it, it can encourage us. It, it, it can really bring our minds to, wait, do I really fully rely upon, put my weight upon, my dependence on the Lord? Think about that. Well, not only that, in verse 5, the writer says, Trust in the Lord, what? 
with all your heart. Our trust is to be done with all your heart. This means, you know what? Holding nothing back. This means handing over everything. All, you know what? In the Bible, all, you know what it means in the original language? All. <laughs> everything. Everything, you guys. With all your heart, with all your effort. It, it, it means with everything, holding nothing back. We are to make every effort to trust God with our lives. That's really what is being put forth here. And that means to trust Him in total abandonment. Right? We put our full weight like on the chair. Well, our lives are to be put into the hands of the Lord in total abandonment. You know what's interesting in here in our Bibles, the word trust here in verse 5 the, the Hebrew word literally means to lie down extended on the ground. It's like, it's really used as like a defeated soldier uh, who gives himself over to the conquering general. That's the picture of trust. So when you put in with all your heart, you know what? You know what's being said here? You know what God is saying here? Be dependent on God totally without Reserve. Be dependent on God totally without reserve. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You know, uh, <clears throat> Kristen and I, we have three grandchildren. You, you guys know we have Skyler and Manu and, and Riley. And um, I think the interesting thing is that, um, well, being grandparents is wonderful. <laughs> but to see these little kids, you know, they're, they're growing up seeing us adults on our phones, right? We're always on our phones. We're always looking at social media, checking our email, searching something on the internet. And so naturally, when they see your phone, like on the table, what do they want to do? They want to go grab. They want to try and do the same thing too, right? But <clears throat> me, right? Well, most of us will, right? Bef before they go for it, you see them all heading over to the table. Well, I know they're zeroing in on the phone. They're targeting the phone. What do we do? Oh, we're up. Yeah. And we're grabbing the phone. Out. Oh, no, no, no. We're putting it someplace higher. Right. Well, what, why do we do that? Why would, why would we do that? Well, because Manu will probably take my phone and throw it or, or drop it. Right. And it'll, it'll break or whatever. So, I will not abandon my phone to them. No way. I will not surrender my phone to Manu. No way. But let me tell you, God is not like a toddler. God is not like that. Jesus will not drop you and break your life. The Lord is good, we say, right? We say God is good. The Lord is good and He will not ruin your life. So you know what we're reading here? God is saying, surrender everything to me. Surrender your life to me. Trust me with all your heart. Don't hold anything back at all. Let me have it. Let me take care of it. Don't, don't hold on so tight. Let it go to me and trust the Lord with all your heart. I mean, think about it this way. Hasn't God done so much for us already. Think about our salvation. Listen to what Romans 8, chap, uh, Romans 8 um, verse 32 says, and this is the NLT. 
It says, since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? I mean, God did so much through his love in sending his son to die for us. The best thing that he could give, the greatest thing he could give, the best thing he could do for us in our lives, well, wouldn't he also give us everything else? Wouldn't he also continue to do good? And maybe you trusted Jesus for your salvation. You raised your hand. You prayed the prayer. And you gave your life to him. Then you know what? Trust Jesus for everything else in your life. Trust Jesus for the future, for tomorrow, for what's going to happen next. Give him your life. Give him that future. Give him all. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Be dependent on God totally without reserve. Trust God, not yourself. So let's go on here to number two. Be discerning. Be discerning. Number one is be dependent on God totally without reserve. And now number two, be discerning. Now we go on here in uh, Proverbs chapter 3 to the second part of verse 5. And it says here, And do not lean on your own understanding. So the writer here says to trust the Lord and do not lean. That word lean really is talking about leaning, like holding you up. Like, 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 like do not depend on yourself. That's really the, the idea, right? Don't lean on yourself to hold you up, yeah, to hold your weight up. Do not depend on yourself. And, and then he puts it this way. Do not depend, what? On your own understanding. Think about that. I mean, what he's saying is do not, like, don't trust in how you see things. You know, your own knowledge, your own wisdom. In other words, don't depend on your own logic, your own outlook. How many times we do that? Maybe you're here this morning. You know this verse. I mean, this, this, this is something, oh, that's helped you through the years. But maybe you've drifted into depending on your own understanding. Perhaps that's what's going on right now. That's why God has a word for you this morning. Now, let me say this. This does not mean that we're not supposed to think. That's not what it's saying. I mean, God gave us a brain, gave us a mind to think. But what it's about, it's about what you think. Yeah, what goes inside your understanding in your head, Uh, what you've come to understand. You know what it's about? It's about what really God thinks. Yeah, it's it's really about what what God has in mind, not what you perceive, not what you you think it should be, not what kind of logical conclusion you've come to. It's not about that. It's letting God put that into your mind. You know, many of us, we get, and I, I get that too, you know, we can get prideful, yeah, in our intellect. Uh, we take pride in our powers of discernment, yeah. Yeah, I can, I can read that person, or, or, or I can read this situation. Yeah, I know, I get this experience, you know, I get the street smarts and all that. 
And we can get prideful in that. Well, I get wisdom. We, 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 get, we can, like, get into putting together, you know, our logic, our perceptions, and all of a sudden that's what it is. That's what it comes out to. We, we form our opinions and our views. But is that really of God? Is it really of the Lord? Is it really that you're leaning to your understanding? Is it really what God is doing? And many times it's not. Many times we're blind, we blind ourselves. Many times we, we think we get it, but many times what happens in our own understanding, your God becomes too small. And you know why? Because your head is too big, right? And that blinds us to what really God is doing. Do you remember in um, 2 Kings chapter 6 when Elisha's servants, all the Syrian army, right, surrounding them, they wanted to get Elisha, and he was all scared. Oh, no, look, Elisha, Elisha, these guys are going to get us. There's a huge army. They're coming for us. And the prophet Elisha, he's like all casual, has peace, you know, and he goes, don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. I'm sure the servant's like, something's wrong with you, Elisha. Did, did you get enough sleep last night? Well, did you drink something weird or something? Are you sick? Do you got a fever? What are you seeing? I don't see that. And the servant's understanding is, we're not going to survive. There's this huge army all around us. But Elisha didn't need glasses. But he prayed, right, for the servant's eyes to be open. Then what did he see? He saw the mountains were all full of what? God's army. So the servant saw this army, Syrian army, coming for them to kill them. That was his conclusion. But Elisha's really casual, and he's like, no, we're okay. There's more, more people for us. No, right? Because Elijah had the mind of God. Elijah had what God was giving him. So what are your conclusions today? Is it based on your own, own like thinking and logic, perception, or is it really based on what God wants you to see and understand? So here's the thing. Be discerning about what comes into your mind. Lean not to your own understanding. Be discerning about what comes into your mind. <clears throat> you guys know, um, you probably know that in, in Japan, right, or actually most countries except maybe for Germany and the U.S., they drive on the other side of the road. Yeah? I mean, we, we drive, you know, on the right side. They drive on the left side. So it's, it's opposite, you know. So it's really trippy on my brain when I go there, and, and, and it's hard for me to get used to, like, like, especially when they make a turn, and we're so used to, like, you turn right and you stay on the right. Well, well, their right is actually like our left, and they go all the way to the other side. I'm like, whoa, whoa, yeah, you know, it's kind of like, um, I remember teaching my kids to drive, and they were, you know, dri- drive, they had the wheel, and they're driving, and, and all of a sudden, they're doing something weird, and you're, like, trying to impress that imaginary brake, right? And whoa, 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 I mean, that, that's what was going on in my head. 
And, and some of the turns are like, wait, wait, come on, Rick. Remember, we're, we're in Japan. It's different, you know. And, and, and sometimes I wasn't thinking. We're talking story and everything. And then all of a sudden they're making a turn. It's like, whoa, you know, alert, alert. Your, bra- your brain's like going, wrong way, wrong way, wrong way. But <clears throat> you know what helped me was I tried to put in my mind is that, you know what, Pastor Tommy's driving. And this is where he lives. And though he's from California or America, you know what, he, he knows, he, you know. So I, I put in my brain, it's okay, he knows, he lives here, he drives here, so I'm going to trust him. And not my own understanding, my, not my own, like, automatic reaction. But no, it's okay, Rick, calm down, take your foot off that imaginary brake, you know, and just go. And so that's the same thing, you guys. Be discerning about what comes into your mind. Lean not to your own understanding. Don't depend on that. Trust the Lord with all your heart. So whatever situation you're in, it's same with you. Push out that which is not of God. Distrust, we can say, your own understanding. But trust the Lord in these things things well let's go on here trust god not yourself let's go on to number three be determined be determined we've seen be dependent on god totally without reserve be discerning about what comes into your mind and number three be determined be determined now we go to verse six here and just the first part it says here in proverbs chapter three verse six in all your ways acknowledge him we'll stop there The writer says, in all your ways, in other words, in everything you do, in every choice in life, in every path you take, in all your ways, and in all your walks, in all the places you go, in everything that you do, in all your ways, you are to, it says here in verse 6, acknowledge Him. Who's that? The Lord, in verse 5. God. We are to acknowledge God. Now, Now, what does that mean? Well, the word acknowledge here in original language, it means to know to perceive, to understand, maybe we could put it that way, to understand what God wants, to, to acknowledge Him, to bring Him into the mix of your life and to acknowledge that, you know what, He's the Lord, He's part of my life, I've given Him my life, I'm supposed to trust Him, and so I need to know what He wants. The NLT translates to seek His will in all you do. So, the, the writer is saying, in everything, seek to understand His will. That's what's important. That's what uh, the writer's headiness into. You know, many times we automatically go to the worldly advice, yeah? Um, today we have our phones and we have access to the internet and information more than ever before, yeah? I remember when I had to go to the library and look at books, yeah. I remember we had a, a, my mom bought this set of encyclopedias. Do you remember, do you even know what that is? No, but, you know, but now we have the internet. And now we can find out all kinds of information for, for anything and everything. But be careful that we, you're going to worldly advice, yeah. This is, the Bible's not saying that. The Bible's saying go to the Lord. Seek God in it, not Dr. Phil, not Oprah, none of that. 
But where do we seek out God's will? Where, how do we find this? How do we uh, acknowledge Him in our lives in this way? Put Him into the mix so that we can know what He wants. You know where? Right here in the Bible. Right? Right here in the Word of God. And that's why we are here at Calvary Chapel. We study the Word. So you can understand what the Bible says. You can understand God, His principles, who we are, who we are in Christ now. It's so important that we're in the Word. Listen, the more you know this book, the more you will know the ways of the author of this book. So that's why we got to get in here. You, you want to know His will? You want to understand? You want to seek Him out? It's right here. Here, we learn it here. And then the Holy Spirit will lead you through this, confirm things, and speak to you. Now, we could spend a whole message about finding the will of God. But the main point here is, is, to, is to seek God. Seek God out in what He wants to you, wants, what He wants you to do, uh, whatever paths or choices you're making. And understand this. God is not holding out on you. He's not like, well... I don't want to tell you, yeah? Maybe in his will, he'll give you the next step, but maybe not the tenth step. But he's still going to guide you. He wants to show you. I think about Psalm 32, verse 8. It says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. And I love that. This is the Lord inviting you guys, inviting us, inviting me you know, to go to him, to find his will, to go to him, to seek him out, to acknowledge him in all your ways. So be determined now to seek out God's will. Be determined to seek out God's will. In all your ways, acknowledge him. <clears throat> Three days before we left for Japan, Pastor Tommy said, hey, can you share on this Sunday, share on this Sunday, and, and then uh, on a Wednesday night. And I thought, oh, cool. Um, not too bad. So I prepared three things to share. Um, and so I shared, like, the first Sunday we were there at uh, uh, one of the church plants, Yoshua's church in uh, Nishihara. And then um, Wednesday, it was actually um, a, a Japanese holiday. They call it Thanksgiving, but it's more like a Labor Day. They thank the workers, but they did this whole big spread I think um, they made like three or four turkeys and people brought two more turkeys and also some Japanese sushi stuff. But there was just people, kids, everything. I got to share there. And then <clears throat> the last Sunday we were there, I shared at Pastor Tommy's church in Calvary, Ginoan, uh, two services and all. And my wife, she shared uh, at the Women's Fellowship too on the Friday. And so I got some messages ready before I left. It was kind of busy three days before we left on that Thursday. Well, as missions trips go, after arriving there, Pastor Tom said, oh, hey, um, can you share at a leaders meeting on Monday night? I go, yeah, sure. Then he said, oh, can you share also a Tuesday night at this uh, uh, pastor's meeting he, he had formed? I said, oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, and, and you know what? Can you share at a devotion at, at Wednesday morning? I go, yeah, yeah, sure. Now, <laughs> the extra times to share was not expected, but... You know, I, as I mentioned, I left with these scriptures in my mind. We had just done it in our men's fellowship, and I felt like the Lord kind of had it in the back of my mind. And 
I have to tell you, on this trip, I had more peace than any, a, a, any other trip that we've taken to Japan, you know, because it's, it's a little bit nerve-wracking. You have a translator, how much you say, how much you don't say, you know, and uh, different, you know, uh, country, everything, trying to go through immigration, all this stuff. But anyway, I, I had this great peace, and, and I believe it was because of these verses, and that's why I'm sharing this with you today, that I, I did with all my heart, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. My own understanding would have been, what? No, I can't. What? How can I get something together? No, no way, you know. But I thought, Lord, you have me here. I was asked, must be your will. And I want to acknowledge you. And, and you know what? I had so much peace, no panic. And, and in that peace, I was just determined to seek out God's will in it. God, what do you want me to share? What do you want me to say here? How about this place? And I just felt the Holy Spirit just giving me those things like, like quick, you know, not like sometimes those of you who teach, you struggle for days, you know. But the Lord was gracious, and, and, and he, he gave me for each meeting, for each thing that I was asked to do. And on Wednesday morning for the devotion for the Bible college, I shared on these verses. And, and, and um, the Lord just, it was already in my heart, and I just put something together. The Lord helped me, the Holy Spirit, and God met me. So I'm trying to say, be determined to seek out his will. Find his will in this, and God will show you. God will supply you. God will give you that. God will enable you. Whatever that is, he's asking you to do. I like something uh, Francois Fenelon said, the wind of God is always blowing, but you must hoist your sail. Isn't that good? I love that. God is there. He's, he wants to guide you, but are we really looking for that? He wants to show you what his will is, what he'd like to do in your life, but are we hoisting the sail to catch the wind of God's will? Don't just go. Don't just, just react. You know, don't panic and fear and do something you regret. But be determined to seek out God's will first. Trust God, not yourself. All right, well, we've seen be dependent on God, totally without reserve. Be discerning about what comes into your mind. Number three, be determined to seek out God's will. And now number four, our last point in heading is be directed. Be directed. And here we come to the final part of our message and uh, passage in verse 6, the second part. It says, and he will make straight your paths. So this is the promise. If, if you trust the Lord with all your heart, if you don't lean to your own understanding, if you acknowledge him in all your ways, you know, you know what? He will, you guys. He will. He will do it. He's faithful to do this. He will make straight your path. Now, make straight is literally smooth out your path. In other words, um, God will lead you out of the bad roads. That, that's really kind of the picture here. See, as we're led by God, God will help you avoid the bad consequences that come from bad choices, right? We've, we've all lived with that. We've made bad choices, wrong choices, and the consequences that come upon us is, is really hard. It's really rough. 
But praise the Lord, even in, his, in that, his grace and mercy, all things work together for good. That's my life verse, Romans 8, 28. Now, take note. We know that the path that God has, him, has us on can bring trials. But that's part of the Christian life. It's part of how we grow and lessons we learn, James 1. Right? And it's still part of his plan and the purpose he's working in our life. But here we want to focus on how as we submit to God and his will and what he's leading us into, you know what? He's going to make straight those ways, those paths. He's going to fulfill his plan and purposes. That, that's really the idea. His promise will come true. He'll guide you into his plan, and he'll accomplish his purposes. Think of it this way. God will not steer you wrong here. No matter what the trial, may, no matter what this road may look at, but in his will, God has a great and good plan and a glorious future for you. That's what we hold on to here. That's why we can trust in the Lord. That's why we don't lean on our own understanding. Some of you, Jeremiah 29, 11, I mentioned, right, is your, your life verse. And, and that's what God is saying to all of us. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and hope. So understand that now. Be directed, for God will lead you into his plan so be directed trust in him in that do all this trust him lean not to your own understanding acknowledge him and you'll see you will be directed into his plan into his purpose when um <clears throat> Kristen and i i'm sorry when Kristen was sharing at that friday women's fellowship um uh, it was a special night for them and she she said it was like a spa night she shared, they did a little Bible study, and some women came, and, and I guess they, they do that, like, I don't know what they do. They put the, you, you gals know, they put lotion on your hand and massage, and they even did a little face mask thing. Uh, the f- funny thing was when we were, um, I think, earlier in the day, I think, yeah, Friday, we had gone surf. And um, they were testing out the mask, you know. And they said, oh, oh, the guys won't be back for a while. You know, they, that, well, let's try to test out the mask thing. And so they did the mask. But we came home early, right after they put the mask on. And I opened the door and I see Kristen with her mask. I go, oh, whoa, it, it scared me, you know. Anyway, <laughs> they did this special spa kind of thing. And uh, <clears throat> um, that, this has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. But anyway, um, <laughs> I just thought it was funny. But um, while they were doing all that stuff, uh, Pastor, and Tom, T- Pastor Tom and I, we, we ran away. I didn't want to be around that. We were seeing a group of women with their masks. But anyway, we um, went and met Pastor Andrew, um, and he has a, a church plant. He came out of Bible college there in Yomita. And we went out and met him. We went to a kaiten sushi place, one of those sushi places where it goes on a belt. It's pretty cool. You can order on this iPad thing, and then your order like comes, ding. I don't know. It stops right where you're sitting, and you can grab your food. And anyway, we we, we were eating it, and I had met him years ago when he was still assistant pastor at the church, and he had married his Japanese wife Kyle, and 
And anyway, um, we were talking story, and I was saying, hey, how's the church? How are you doing? Da, da. Well, he shared this story I thought was awesome. Back then, <clears throat> after he got married, he had a desire to learn Okinawan, the Okinawan language. I don't know if you understand, but um, kind of like Hawaii, sadly, uh, 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 Okinawa was its own nation before with its own language. It was its own country. And the Chinese had come and taken over, but, but eventually Japan took over and annexed the, all the islands there. And so they're, um, they're Japanese, you know, part of Japan. They speak Japanese, but they're still the old guys who know the old language, the Okinawan language. Well, Pastor Andrew had this desire in his heart to learn Okinawan. And everyone's like, what? Why are you doing that? You know, I mean, he's good in languages. You know, he's from America. He knows English. He learned he speaks fluent Japanese, and I forgot something else. But he wanted to learn Okinawan. So everyone's like, no, why, why are you wasting your time? Even his wife said, what are you doing? You know, why are you so into this and taking time for that? But he just kept going. But you know what? It was the Lord. It was one of those trust in the Lord, lean not to your own understanding. God, this doesn't make sense. I don't know. I'm just doing it because you want it. But it was the Lord because recently this elderly Okinawan couple came into the church to visit and he, he, he saw them so he just started t- speaking the old Okinawan language and they spoke that and they were shocked and now they're coming to the church and I thought that was so awesome to see that sometimes in our own understanding God it doesn't make sense what am I doing what's what you know what's going on Yet God has a plan and purpose in it all. So be directed for God will lead you into his plan. He will direct you. He will direct you on your path. Maybe you're here today and you don't understand why, Lord. Why is this happening? Or why is this going on? Why am, why am I doing this? God, I thought you led me to do. I have stories like that too, but I won't take the time to share it now. But... Uh, I shared it at our men's fellowship. I have stories like that. Like I got into something. It's like nothing happened. But years later, I find out the why. Sometimes we don't find out the why. But we know God wanted us to do something or go somewhere. But I, I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. But I want to trust God that he had some plan or he has some plan and purpose in it. <laughs> you know what's more, more important here? What's more important is are you prepared to obey God in his leading? Think about that, right? I mean, God might show us something or lead us to something. We're like, it doesn't make sense. I mean, how many of us will do something that doesn't make sense? Most of the time we'll go, no way, right? No way. But maybe God is leading you into something that, well, I don't, I don't know how this is going to come together. I can't perceive. It doesn't make sense. It's not logical to me. But Lord, you're doing this? We should prepare our hearts to obey what God is leading us into. And trust the Lord with all of our heart. I like something Donald Gray Barnhouse said. <clears throat> he wrote, I can say from experience that 95% of knowing the will of God consists in being prepared to do it before you know what it is. That's pretty heavy. But that's the call to us. 
We may not know where God is bringing us into, but we need to trust him with all of our heart. Pastor Tommy told me before our trip, he was like, hey, I found this Taiwan restaurant, a Taiwanese restaurant. I go, oh, yeah, okay, let's go. And back of my mind, like, oh, yeah, well, sure, but I'm ready for Japanese food, you know, before I go. I mean, that's why I'm going. No, that's not why I'm going. God wants me to go. But, you know, of course, as I mentioned, we eat. So I wasn't sure what to expect, but you know what? I trusted Pastor Tommy with his food choices because he never steered me wrong yet. And I'll tell you, we went there, and it was so good. Sorry, talking about food. It was this soft pork on rice. It's like donburi style, you know, a soft pork stew. And, and the Taiwanese soup, you know, it's like their shiru miso kind of thing. And, and the tsukemono came in a... Um, the pickled vegetables came in this, this pot. It was like, I mean, we ate it all. We go, give us another pot. It was that good. I would never just eaten like this pork stewed donburi ever like this. It was so, so good. Oh, I, I, throughout the whole meal, I'm just saying, oh, I'm in heaven. I'm in heaven. Just eating. I'm in heaven. And when I finished, it was only then I came down to earth. <clears throat> now, i never been to a Taiwanese restaurant. i never been to that restaurant. Um, I didn't know what it would contain. I didn't know what they cook or what ingredients they, u- they use. But I knew Tommy would not poison me, <laughs> right? <clears throat> well, he would do me no wrong. So it is with God, with trusting obedience that we follow him, that, that, that we would be directed by God that he will lead us into his plan and purposes in our life. So as we close up here, understand what God is saying to you today. Be dependent on God, totally without reserve. Be discerning about what comes into your mind. Lean not on your own understanding. Be determined to seek out God's will and all your ways acknowledge him. Be directed for God will lead you into his plan, his purposes in your life. Life. And let me tell you, his plan, his purpose is great. It's good. It's glorious. It's for his glory. Don't, don't trust yourself. Distrust yourself. Lay it all on the Lord. Proverbs 28, 26 says, Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. I'll close with this. <clears throat> One night, a house caught on fire and a young boy escaped to the roof. The father stood on the ground below with outstretched arms calling to his son, Jump! Jump! I'll catch you! He knew that was the only way the boy would be able to save his life. But the boy's up at top, yeah? And all he could see was the flames, the smoke, and the blackness. And, and he panicked. He was afraid to leave the roof. And he said, Daddy, I can't see you. The father replied, but I can see you. And that's all that matters. So it is with us. Trust God, not yourself. Let's pray. Lord, as we close up here, God, we ask that you would use these verses and what we learned this morning to increase our faith and trust in you. God, we thank you that You've done so much for us already. 
Will you let us down now? No. Thank you, God, for the stories we read in the Old Testament and the New Testament, how you were there, God, for the, the believers and the children of Israel, God. So many stories show, Lord, of your power and greatness, of your love, Lord, and how you were there, your provision and protection. God, let what we read today remind us that you're still doing the same. You're the same God, Lord. No different. And we are your people. Lord, I pray for anyone here that <clears throat> if who has not received Christ, that they would do it right now, that they would just call out to you. Maybe they're connected online. That they would ask you, Jesus, to come into their heart. That they would accept you as they surrender their life to you. And Lord, as we come into this time of communion, we ask that you forgive us of our sins, Lord. Of our lack of, of faith and trust. Our, our trusting more in ourselves or others than you, God. But let us tip the balance, Lord. Let us be all for you now. And help us, God, to do that. And to see you. And to obey you. And to find the promise fulfilled. In Jesus' name, amen.